Hey there, creative souls. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Doodles to Dazzle. I'm Charlie. And I'm Barbara. And in today's episode, we're diving deep into the world of creativity, bringing you tips and tricks to take your artistic journey from doodles to pure dazzling. Dazzle, <laughs> man. I love that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so grab your favorite sketchbook and let's get started. All right. Exciting episode. So this one I like a lot because we're going to give you a bit of an insight into what it is sparks our creativity and how you can take that and apply it in your life. Yeah. uh, And we want to talk about a few uh, things that go a bit deeper than the typical or just change of environment or take a break embrace your failure. Go meditate. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. While these are really good things, um, it's also like it's also not always so helpful because, yeah, sometimes you just need a little bit more or a little bit more practical tips. So we'll go and do a deep dive into what helps us in our personal journey. All right. So how about we start with the first one, brainstorming and mind mapping. Yes, I know you might be thinking, oh, Charlie, you know, I brainstorm or, you know, I've done that for my work or school school or something. <laughs> yes, we knew about that one. But we we know that you know, but we wanted to touch on this anyway because we wanted to highlight the importance of of brainstorming, especially if you're working on an idea or a vague sense of a theme or something that you're working towards. The brainstorming part can really help you get the get the ball moving. Yeah, right, Barbs? Yeah, and there's also different ways to do a brainstorm. Um, you know, it can really spark your creativity when you just put different kind of words together about a certain kind of subject. Uh, one way to do that is to make a mind map, but another way to um, really do a deep dive a little bit different is to use artificial intelligence to help you a little bit on that journey. Right, Charlie? Chat GPT, yo. <laughs> I love that tool. I don't know if any of you have used it. Now, if you're really not aware of this tool, I would say get out there and start looking into this tool because it can help you in so many different ways. Not just art related, but in, yeah, I don't know if you want to write your resume or if you want to write <laughs> your social media post. Seriously, it's an incredible tool, but we also use it to find inspiration and to find ideas. Right, Barb? Yeah, it can really speed up your process. And I'm not saying to just, you know, let artificial intelligence do your brainstorm in a way like or or to make your drawings. No, we use text based artificial intelligence to, for example, brainstorm um, about different things that would connect. This is hard to explain. I'll just give an example. For example, um, I I wanted to make a Halloween pattern and I wanted to make sure that I didn't miss any kind of things or I wanted to see what sparked my uh, creativity to, uh, yeah, what type of things to illustrate. So then I just asked... ChatGPT to give me a list of things I could illustrate um, in the Halloween theme. And then out of that list, I chose the things that sparked my creativity. Right. So it could have been an extensive list of witches, broomsticks, but beyond just the the most obvious stuff. And it could be so much more like black cats, voodoo magic, zombies, (laughs) you know. 
didn't so, think of that one. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe ChatGPT didn't think of that one either. But yeah, the idea is that it can give you the building blocks to get the ball moving, which is a, a very important part of the process. And often some of the most time consuming stuff that you don't have to do so much anymore, unless you want to, of course. But again, you don't have to feel like this is cheating or you don't have to think that, oh, this is not my idea. This is a chat GPT's idea. Now, the thing is, you have to understand it gives you the tools. It's a tool that enables you to take further the knowledge it's given you, the ideas it's given you, and to refine those ideas into your own personal recipe of, a, of an artistic expression that you get out of it all. But yeah, that's what comes out of ChatGPT. So please, I highly encourage using this tool, especially if you feel like you're lacking inspiration. You have to keep in mind that this is just to get you started. Yeah. This is not giving you final ideas. This is just to spark your creativity. Yeah. So from the ideas that ChatGPT comes up, you you will make your own different, unique way of expression. Yep. Um, so don't be afraid of using these kind of tools. Uh, like Charlie said, they're they're really very interesting to use. Uh, another... Sorry, you must have heard the mic, the, the, the motorcycle. <laughs> I, I don't know what's up with that. Like <laughs> It's always motorcycles late yeah, at night. Yeah. Right now it's 10 p.m. here. Yeah, and must be the same guy. <laughs> it's probably the same guy, I don't think. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> and, and so, you know, the brainstorming part nicely follows up uh, with the visual inspiration part, which is our next point, where basically you look for visual inspiration, whether it's in different art forms or photography or visual, any kind of visual stimulation. And there are many ways to go about this. Um, personally, I use Instagram a lot where I follow a lot of different artists from a variety of different, uh, different artistic styles or mediums to give me inspiration, simply because I don't wanna restrict my perspective to one form or to one style of art because that's not going to help me refocus how I look at something or how I approach something. And that's going to keep my inspiration, my creativity constantly on the move and also help me evolve over the course of my journey. Yeah. So uh, a way that to kind of bundle up the uh, visual stimuli mm -hmm. is to make a, a mood board. And this you could do, for example, also through tools like Pinterest, like mm -hmm. for me, I use this a lot when I'm doing a deep dive into a certain kind of subject. Mm -hmm. um, for example, when I do elaborate projects like wedding cars or birth cars or, or those kind of things, I, I usually, the client usually has a Pinterest board, but I, I kind of make my own taking elements from that to, to go a little bit further mm -hmm. and to challenge my creativity or to just see, okay, what kind of ideas you know, connect to that original idea. No, no. So Pinterest is a, an amazing tool, great for ideation, great for creating a board and collecting all these ideas. Um, similarly, you can use Unsplash if you want to collect high quality photos. For those who don't know, uh, Unsplash or uh, another website. Pexels. Pexels. Yeah. They're great, great websites, uh, fo photo photography websites where uh, the photos are free for commercial, uh, free for personal use. I think uh, uh, copyright free. The, it's no. copyright free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. standard license. I think 
And you can use these photos as references or inspiration for your artistic pieces. Um, I've drawn so many portraits from photos of uh, on Unsplash. And similarly, you can use it for inspiration, whether you're looking for color or you're looking for composition, ideas and composition. So there are many things. So please highly encourage to use photography as uh, inspiration also. For me, I use this a lot as a kind of search engine as well, because, mm -hmm. you know, you can just look for, if you have a theme already or an idea, you can just type it in and then it will give you so many different references and then mm. you can just see what connects with you yeah. and see where you go from that. Mm. Um, another thing that I do regularly is just to go on, on the first page and just like a, a bunch of photos. Yes. I know Charlie doesn't do that. But Not I, as often <laughs> as Barbara. Barbara, but, I think, has a whole collection I of I think by now I have like 3,000 liked photos or oh, something. 3, or I was something. Say 300. But. <laughs> yeah, I, I go a bit crazy with that. But the thing is, whenever I want to draw something, I can just go to my liked photos. Yes. And there's already a bunch of things there that I liked once upon a time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so usually I will find something there that I can draw from when I don't want to think about what to draw. Yes. I can just start drawing. No. Um, another thing that you can do with those uh, visual uh, or these photos or, or whatever is to make a collage. Mm -hmm. So for example, when you're making something a bit more elaborate or you have a certain idea, you can just bring different references together uh, either you print them out and you just cut them uh, from your paper and stick them together. Uh, but you can also use different tools like, for example, Photoshop to kind of put things together to have a reference for yourself if you need that. For me personally, I sometimes just need to see things together. So I do use this. Um, yeah, and this can get you going to, to find that spark of uh, creativity. No, no. And then once you've got the visual inspiration part down, I think it's, you know, time to take your pencil or pen or whatever form of art you want to do and start free sketching or doodling or drawing without thinking. Now, of course, we say here we're talking about drawing and sketching, but maybe you have a different form of, uh, art, you know, different kind of art that you do, like sculpting or uh, making pottery or whatever. Um, if that's the case, then just do that. But basically, do it without thinking, have fun with it, maybe set a time limit so that, you know, you're constraining yourself to do something fast and that, you know, within a certain time, say 10 minutes. So you're forced to work fast and you, you don't have enough time to think about what it is you're putting down on paper or on your uh, choice of uh, medium. So... It's such a great tool uh, for ideation because after you've done that, you will see that what you have created can often, you know, because you haven't thought about it so much and because you're just putting whatever your experience and your inspiration and all of that down on paper, it starts to manifest in ways that maybe you didn't even think about simply because thinking would have come in the way of that. And your creative inspiration just speaks pretty in a raw, raw form when you're free sketching. Basically, um, what you do uh, by putting a time constraint is to let go, let go of the thinking. Yes. 
And you sometimes just need that exactly where yeah. you just do rather than think. Yeah. Especially if you're looking for a creative idea or something original, this is a good way of forcing it out of you. Now, something I do have to say is that you have to really not care about how your sketches look, how because they might look awful. And that's perfectly fine because it's not about having a pretty sketch. Yeah, it's, it's about, not about the uncle. It's, it's not about the sketch. It's about having a concept. This is a different yeah. thing. Yeah. So you can have a very ugly sketch with a very good concept, and that's 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 okay. You can refine it later. This is just for uh, ide- yeah, ideation. Yeah, it's an idea to I- idea, yeah, yeah ideation. <laughs> exactly to spark your creativity. You know, it's to get your creativity going because sometimes it needs a bit of a kick in the in the you know in the lower region. And yeah, yeah, sometimes you got to challenge yourself. Which, again, is another point we're going to touch on later on, but definitely a great tool to use as free sketching. <laughs> and that leads nicely, I think, to learning something new. So yeah. I'm, I'm very uh, guilty. Uh, I think we both are. <laughs> of that. Uh, for me, whenever I feel a little stuck or, or I don't find certain ideas or you know, sometimes you can feel like you don't, you're not coming up with the ideas that you want to or the expression that you want to, whatever. You're not feeling inspired, basically. You know? Yeah, basically. For me, uh, um, I, I take a course, um, maybe a mini course or something on, uh, on Lomesca. For me, that's my that's my go-to platform. Uh, we're not sponsored by the yes. way. <laughs> She's not sponsored, not but sponsored. rather we sponsor Domestica we, we sp- <laughs> <laughs> with the monthly subscription <laughs> and the sheer amount of courses Barbara has yeah, taken I'm, on the I'm, I'm, guilt- I'm very guilty of that. I can't help it. The, yes. the courses are so good. <laughs> yes. So for me, that that's really helpful to, you know, first of all, learn a few new te- techniques. Uh, see how somebody else's process works, learn from that. And usually after doing such a course, I'm completely inspired. I have new ideas. I feel refreshed. I feel motivated. And yeah, I'm not stuck anymore. Yeah. So that for me, that's really something that's, that's really helpful. And yeah. there's other platforms as well. Um. <laughs> yeah, like Udemy or YouTube. I personally grew up my artistic journey on on YouTube. Uh, also, I took a few courses on domestic. They were slightly they forced. Were, <laughs> yes. No, so, no, that's not true. I I'm took, joking. I took it first, I think. I took the domestic over. No. I think so. No. I got you on the platform. That is I not true. Now. That's not, <laughs> that's not true. Yeah. Actually, my mom did. Remember? I, I put, got your mom onto it. That, like, okay, let's not get into this. Yes, let's not get into this. But point is... I got her into it. Is <laughs> <laughs> that true, Charlie? Stop lying, okay? <laughs> I don't lie. What are you saying? Anyway, I'm the biggest fan. That's fine. Yes. <laughs> Point is, she loves Domestica, and I like it too. It's actually a great website. Um, again, Domestica, you should thank us for being your sponsor. Um, so great to learn. Lots of online tools. YouTube, again, you don't have to put money into learning there's so many great artists teaching on youtube lots of good artists um especially even for different art forms so please learning as part of the process of sparking your creativity and it's a very important part of it so keep at it even if you're an expert you know you never stop learning yeah um another really important part that 
you know, is very, that is a very helpful for us is to meet and connect with other people. Um, because you can get inspired from other people's insight. And for me also, it goes through this domestic cat just to highlight it one more time, because other people can have different kind of processes or different uh, medium that they use or, you know, or just out of conversation, different things can come up. But there's also the part, for example, that certain kind of projects really uh, took our artistic journey, uh, journey, (laughs) (laughs) sorry about that, Um, really forward uh, so much. For example, um, there are a few bigger projects that we did, like the birth cards and the wedding card. And I I wouldn't be the artist I, I am today if it was not for those projects, because they challenge you. Um, into thinking a bit different because a lot of the those styles, um, you know, couples have or, or, you know, they have a certain idea of what they want to say and how they want to say it. And while you still want to be true to yourself as an artist, you also want to make sure that your uh, customer in this case is happy. So in, yeah, you have to tell their story. You have to tell right? their story and in, yeah. you have to find their visual expression as well yeah what what basically you have to create something that holds true to who they are so if you make a wedding card the moment someone sees the wedding card they have to say oh wow you've captured the bride and the groom's essence right? exactly or about who or they their are vi- or their vision or, their vision. or- it has to it's like a brand so in that sense you know you're trying to create something that is a brand that defines that couple in this scenario. So the point is meeting and connecting people forces you to tell and look at these stories, not from your perspective, but rather expressing another person's story in your artistic style. And, you know, it can just spark your creativity, whether it's the ideas or maybe they challenge you to paint something on a window, which was the (laughs) case for us recently. Um, and we got to work uh, with the local store owner here in, in Belgium, in Mechelen, Belgium, um, where she commissioned us to paint her new store uh, front window. And it's a, it's a yarn store. And we had met her at an, at, at an art market not too long ago. And in just a short time after connecting with her, she asked us, Perhaps after looking at our art pieces on Instagram, she felt inspired and wanted us to paint her store window, which was such an incredible project. Right, Barbara? Yeah, it was a lot of fun, Um, you know, looking for the different elements um, to kind of make a composition and uh, yeah, just to tell the story that she wanted to tell for her for her store itself. Um, so in this case, it was um, she wants to tell the story about wool and everything, uh-huh. and uh, that that's why we chose different elements like the llama and the sheep to kind of bring that together. Had to tell the story of yarn and why is it she was doing this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and because of this challenge, you know, uh, this challenge that she had brought to us because we had never painted a window before so it was a new canvas for us so we needed to look at it differently and this actually goes nicely into the next point that sparks our creativity which is challenging yourself so in this scenario we were challenged to try a a different canvas which was a store window 
for us, it was a massive canvas <laughs> because we've never painted on such a big scale. No, that was definitely the biggest canvas we've ever done. Yes. And it was such incredible fun. We did not expect how much time it would take <laughs> to paint a window and how, you know, the subtleties of it, like how paint would react or this or that. So, but in any case, what sparked our creativity is, you know, being challenged to, you know, in this case, the canvas was a challenge. But then there are other ways you can challenge yourself to spark your creativity. The idea is to get out of your comfort zone. So before, in one of the points, we mentioned setting yourself time limits and painting in thumbnail sketches or small boxes to get your ideas going, to get the creativity sparked. But another constraint could be, which something I personally use a lot, is uh, I paint directly on paper without using pencil or eraser or anything. I like to restrict myself and this forces me to really think about each brush stroke that I'm trying to convey. And more often than not, I do very quick pieces. So I'm forced to also think about my composition while I'm painting. So it really forces me to to think how can I capture the essence of my expression or whatever it is I'm trying to capture in first of all, the shortest amount of time, and at the same time with these other limitations. For example, not being able to erase. So if I make a mistake, that mistake is part of it. And how do I work that in, right? And and also, more often than not, I work with a limited color palette. So again, how can I capture the essence while limiting myself to grayscale with one or two colors? So I'm forcing myself to constantly think and challenge myself. That enables me to feel more, you know, just keep growing my creative ideas there. Uh, A way that I do this personally is to um, make a line drawing Mm -hmm. and uh, use hatching techniques to bring shading um, because this really forces me to think about the light and dark that's you know, when, whether I take a photo reference or something else, it makes me think in, in that way, okay, what is my darkest point? What is my lightest point? What is the mid-tone? Mm-hmm. Um, and I use this, it's, it's become really a part of my process. I do this now for every painting because I love it so much because I come up with a lot more original um, paintings, mm-hmm. to say so, um, than before because... Uh, I, after I make my line drawing, I remove um, the, the photo, the reference, photo yeah. reference, um or or whatever reference that I'm using. I remove that from my site, mm. and sometimes I even do it after a few days that I start mm. painting, and I just the only reference that I'm using is the line drawing that I made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, why do I do that? Because that way I am not influenced anymore by the reference, the yes. original reference. Yes. And that makes that I am a lot more free in the type of colors that I use. Uh, and that makes me creatively think about, uh, you know, how I want to represent the light and dark in sure in my painting. And, and the style. And that's the thing because often, and in fact, most of Barbara's pieces, especially now, they come out very artistic and very stylized simply because she's disconnecting herself from the reference 
And that way she's working in essence with a bit of a blank canvas. Of course, she has the outlines, but that's for her to work with. She's given herself a bit of an idea to work with. So that, you know, after that, whatever comes out of it is completely her pure artistic expression. And it's simply because of this constraint in position. So constraint in position was basically our next idea. And it sort of ties in to the whole challenging yourself aspect. So by constraining herself to this minimal reference that she drew for herself, she's forced to, you know, think of a way of how she's going to fill that blank canvas up. Yeah. And similar to how I'm forced, you know, with the constraint of time or color palette and things like that, I'm forced to, you know, also capture the essence of whatever it is I'm drawing. And in fact, I actually admire Barbara's, you know, constrained reference uh, tool just to highlight a little bit, because recently I, drew, you know, painted some some dogs and I was trying to go for a bit of, a bit of an illustrated look, but then they came out to be looking very realistic. Well, I won't say very realistic. It was more on, you know, on the side of realism. They look nice. Liked. They, they, were, they were pretty. I, I have to admit, I draw and paint really well most of the time, not to toot my own horn, but, <laughs> I'll do you it. know, not to brag or something. But I think I've reached a point in my journey where I feel very consonant of the pieces I put out. But um, yeah, I, I still struggle, you know, with certain things where I'm challenging myself. And if I have this reference in front of me, I subconsciously just wanted to capture what I saw. And, yeah, and, and, you're you're basically yeah. influenced by what you see, and this is exactly why I just remove it because mm. I noticed that for myself as well yeah, a, that I'm too yeah I'm I'm too influenced by what I see. I want to replicate it subconsciously, even if I tell myself not to. Yeah. Somehow the colors become that, mm -hmm. and or or maybe even it's just you make too many different tones. Yeah. That can also be the the challenge. Maybe you want to like with you you wanted to go for illustrative look mm. but then if you have a photo there's so many different tones yes. there I'm, and, and the thing is i'm good at capturing depth and and value yeah. so i and that's what happened i ended up putting too much depth to it when yeah. instead for an illustrated look you want something a bit more minimal uh not that you might not want to capture depth but you want to keep it more illustrated a bit more uh representative than or representative than more realistic of course yeah. So, yeah 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 for me it's really a system that works really well i can recommend you to try it definitely i think i'm going to try it soon yeah <laughs> so the last one um is also one that's easy on the ears <laughs> <laughs> can you guess what it is <laughs> it's, uh, just listening to music uh, because different genres of music can influence your mood and your thinking um i would find it interesting uh, you know, I, I'm actually wondering what, what you guys think that I am listening to when I'm making my art because I can <laughs> tell you for sure that it will be something else. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. What are you listening to when you're painting your Halloween-themed Oh, yeah, pieces? for example, <laughs> sometimes uh, you will use uh, these, these themed music uh, like, for example, for for Halloween or for Christmas, for example, you will listen to, uh, I mean, you can use that to spark your creativity to something, you know, that that's a little Halloween-y or Christmas music or whatever. 
um, yeah, it can, can it can help you. You know, yeah, you, sometimes I, you gotta try yeah, weird I, stuff. I wonder you know, if as the, an artist, the Halloween theme that you listen to is like based on Psycho or no, or, no, not at it, all, uh, not at all. Like so one of those for me, it was more like uh, these soul and funk things, where there's uh, things soul like spooky, you know. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Or, or Ghostbusters, <laughs> that's a good one. You know? Yeah, point is, you have to find something that sparked your creativity that's true. That's and true. listen to something that you like because if you hate Christmas and you hate Christmas music, I don't recommend you to, yes. <laughs> to start listening to it uh, to spark your creativity at least. Um, so just you have whatever to get comfortable, whatever gets you going, yeah. whenever you feel like, you know, you feel comfortable or you feel like you feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. The, all that can help you spark some kind of yeah, creativity. Yeah. So, you know, we want to challenge you to go take all that we've, you know, listed here and whatever you might find online. The idea is take these tips and we want you to apply it. That's right. We want to see your creative creativity uh, in action. So take one of the techniques or uh, or more. Or more. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, create something really unique with it. Yeah, um, whether it's mind mapping or thumbnail sketching or whatever kind of constraints or any any of the tips or techniques we said here, use it, create something unique, and then snap a photo of your creation and share it with us on social media. Either you can DM it to us or tag us or use the hashtag doodles to dazzle. So well, let's inspire each other and build something that will get our creativity flowing and imagination <laughs> and <all> fueled <laughs> and sparked and on fire. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> all right. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode back with creative insights and inspiration. So until next time, keep creating. Keep experimenting, keep doodling, and then dazzling the world with your boundless creativity. Toodles. Bye.